You know that dude, the right? Who was that? Elliot. Elliot. El- no, elegant. Elliot. Elliot, Elliot Offen. Oh my God, it's so fucking uh, awful. That dude's the worst. If you're not a Howard Stern fan, consider yourself lucky just because it means you never heard of this motherfucker. Yo, it's the Hard Out Podcast, Cinephiliacs Edition. And last week we did our first one of these and it was death of stalin just a single movie but we've been debating back and forth should we do the double feature thing where we each bring a pick to the table which fuck i don't have a pick for next week i didn't even think about it oh yeah i didn't either we'll do that off camera then anyway um (laughs) and we decided to go back to the double feature shit in part just because each of our picks mashed up were so absurd the combination this week is roland joffey's the mission and fucking party monster <laughs> two <laughs> movies that probably couldn't be any more different <laughs> i mean beautiful. i was trying to think of like ways to to just thematically link the two whatever they are yeah same. no matter what the movies are can you find yeah. some common ground and there might be some in there. a Maybe little bit i mean it's a but stretch I, but you could say something intrinsic in human nature right but that's bro sort of shit know? but yeah it's very broad it's nice when you could zero in on something specific and almost make like a, a argument as if you were writing a thesis you know because um, yep. most college thesis theses you would write are bullshit but you find ways to justify you know these bad narratives. i mean it's always interesting to contrast two things especially two films right. you can always find some ways to do that but yeah i like just to find some common theme between these two maybe as we talk about it we should keep that in mind maybe we'll arrive at something but all right so um, to for the record my pick was the mission chris picked party monster which i'm fucking jealous of <laughs> um the, i guess we can jump into the There's reasons reason we picked these yes. yeah yeah um i picked the mission just because it's been a movie that i've never seen always wanted to see i had it in my stack of dvds and just the green in the middle of dead of winter the green mm. of the cover of De Niro crouched down with his rapier with that jungle backdrop totally sucked me in. And uh, I just love jungle movies in general from Apocalypto to Fitzcarraldo to Mosquito Coast to Predator. Fucking mm-hmm. jungle movies are like, I never want to experience the jungle, like bugs and fucking. Right. Burden of dreams. Yeah. Everything that's out, I don't want to deal with any of that shit, malaria, none of it. But I love to experience it through film, you know what I mean? That distance. Um, yep. Yeah, that, I didn't even think of that, you being in Wisconsin, the how, the weather you're experiencing now to transport yourself. It just occurred to me, but I think that's what it was about that cover out of all mm-hmm. these DVDs. Yeah, I was that looking through that just it. popped out. And plus, like I said, I'd never yeah. seen it, and it's like just something kind of epic. But I looked, the runtime's not crazy. It's like two hours. Seems like the kind of movie they'd make now that would be two and a half hours long. It wouldn't need extra half hour, which maybe some people would argue about this. I don't, mm-hmm. but uh, the Party Monster, why'd you pick it? Well, I initially watched it because uh, Michael Ehrlich had just died, the person it's based on. Right. Um, and that was in December. So when I saw the news article that he had died, it said that he had um, murdered someone. I was like, I didn't know that shit. The party monster involved this this the Macaulay Culkin character. Yeah, I've never someone. seen it so either. That, that made me more intrigued. Mm. But um, I also when it was, you know, I always saw it on you know rental movie store shelves and stuff. And it was mm-hmm. always like, you know, you see Macaulay Culkin, like and he had done something for quite a while. I forget what his last movie before that, but it was it was a while. And, it was like uh, he was still a kid. Yeah, he was, was like the first yeah, movie this was back, like his first, as yeah. an adult, right? So that's intriguing. Um, so I always, always, and just Party Monster is a good title, you know? Oh, yeah. I, it's based on a biography by another character in the story. I'm pretty sure it's by the James St. James dude um, yes. who was played by Seth Green. Seth Green. Which is interesting, too. I want to, yeah, yeah we definitely got to talk about the cast. We definitely talk about all that, yeah. But um, so that's what compelled me to was, was Alex's death. And then, um when i watched it 
I think I just told you I had watched it and out of that, like you, I think you, you had said you wanted it to be my pick maybe jokingly at the time, but um, it's like, no, yeah, I mean, it, not jokingly. Okay. Dude, again, yeah, because like, it's probably the same things, you know, you wanted, you were always interested in it having seen that it was out there and you never got around to yeah, watching it. And just, I'd heard it was like kind of lo-fi. I didn't expect it to be as lo-fi as it was. Same. Yeah. That's which is great. Yes. Um, and which juxtaposed again against something like the mission that won an Oscar for cinematography and shit. Right. Yeah, it's hilarious. Great contrast. Each other. Yeah. All outdoors versus all indoors, pretty much, you know. Mm-hmm. Like something like the mission and say dances with wolves or something would be too much of the same oh, yeah. almost, you know, like that's back to back. If, if I had just randomly picked that, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, you never know because we just each pick our things. These are random you know, people randomly. should know they're not curated. So uh, there's yeah. that, but it's best when it happens like this and it's yes. wildly We've had, different. Yes, a few like that that just were great. It's together. like the best mashup song. Patty drives the bus. Like some whatever. country song and some other song you wouldn't expect or some yes. shit, you know? The Beatles and Wu Tang, that kind of shit. Before we get into those, I wanted to mention one thing I was telling you about offline. Um, we reviewed death of Stalin, the death of Stalin in our last uh, session. And I meant to mention something in that, that um, because we got into just discussing Russia, modern Russia, et cetera. And, you know, uh, the, the censor censorship and, you know, uh, issues with democracy and everything there. And I had meant to mention that the death of Stalin was banned in Russia um, by their ministry of culture. It was like officially banned there. Which is interesting because you know, it speaks to how much they still revere Stalin, you know, where generally the world sees him as a monster for the gulags and, you know, just you, you saw what went down in the movie, you know. Revere or fear him. Yeah, that's true, too. But um, here's the thing, too, about anytime this is the whole issue with censorship in general. It just makes you look weak, like someone who can't handle right a joke at their expense or people talking about you behind your back or whatever. That's like the human macro equivalent, you know, or micro equivalent, I guess. Uh-huh. And it just, it's pathetic. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's, it's funny cause you're exacting power on people, but it's like, you're revealing that you're a coward right. essentially. China, China. Um, I don't know if it, it was long lasting, but they had banned, once upon a time in Hollywood, which I just watched again recently, I mentioned to you, mm-hmm. um, they banned it because of Bruce Lee, the way he was presented. And it's Meanwhile, just like, they all hated on Bruce Lee because he was teaching fucking. Oh, now you want to claim him and shit, right? Right. But at the time, we rejected him because he was teaching Westerners. Fucking. That's that's some dangerous ground, though. Banning things because it makes someone. Look, oh my I mean, god. It's, it's one thing if it's libelous straight up, but this is fiction. Everyone knows it's well, fiction. This is what we've know? talked about with Jack, where people on the right wing are savaging it and shit on IMDb because they think it's an attack on them because they identify with them somehow or something. But it's mm-hmm. that issue that every character isn't representative of these stupid Up political movements group, that yeah. they might identify with. Get the fuck Jack over doesn't it. even necessarily represent most neo-Nazis, much right. less conservatives. Bruce Lee you know doesn't I mean? represent <laughs> China, the state of China and shit. It's stupid. Right, exactly. Get over yourselves, you fucking dorks. And it's not about you. Not, sorry, none of these movies are about you, as bad as you want them to be. They're about and I will always us. default to free sp- freedom of speech, that people should be able to make whatever films they Absolutely. want. People should be able to see it if they want, and uh, not just films, anything. You know, it should, it should just be completely, it's an inalienable right, you know, that it's, it's just intrinsic. Right. Like to me, as much as like the, the, you know, murder is bad, you know, blocking someone's ability to communicate an idea or to receive an idea should just be, you know, verboten. Just we shouldn't uh, even consider making like that sacred ground that you can't yes, even, it's exactly. not even up for discussion. Right. Yeah. That's not the general rule for. The large well, the thing is, the even if the state doesn't do it, then the people will come along yeah. and do it with all these tipper gores and shit we got nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Everyone attacking our shit is like, this is leftist liberal pop propaganda. And it's like, there's 
a few things I kind of agree with Jack on in the film. Not yeah. to talk about the cancel culture shit. We're talking this. about the cancel culture but, yeah, shit. Yeah, which we were just discussing you know? essentially. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> back to these. So, what do you want to talk <laughs> about we first? Do. The mission, um, the mission, or um, what the I fuck did I pick? Party monster. Wake my kid up and shit. Um, maybe the mission first. It's a bit more. Yeah, let's talk about the mission. Dry or yeah, yeah, it's not as. Um, what did you think? Just overall impression. I mean, definitely a great film. Like, in, I mean, it's it was in like the territory of like a Dances with Wolves or something of that nature. Um, maybe not quite. It didn't quite get there. As it's uh, not as as personal. Yeah, like that's one thing. If I had one criticism of it, it might even be that the relationships between the natives and and them somehow even become more like sort of specific or detailed or something it it felt like it could could have used it just like maybe that extra 20 minutes of something to like more of a i mean maybe it doesn't maybe that's just it's just like that's how it really would have played out and i don't know i felt like um yeah what, what kind of stuff do you mean maybe like what do you think that 20 minutes should have had in it possibly not to put you on the spot. Some more, well, just more like a connective tissue between uh, the the characters, the the like it was almost people. just too infic- efficient in a yeah exactly just how they ingratiated um, themselves to the yes, natives yeah. Um, but well, that, I, I thought it was pretty effective though because how he played the way music was the way in that was pretty mm-hmm. elegant actually, like to ingratiate yeah, yeah, himself yeah, yeah, immediately. Yeah, to, For people yeah. who don't know and haven't seen the movie. Jeremy Irons, man, <laughs> fucking people were so crazy back then compared to now. Now we're like, dude, there's like days getting right. out of bed is hard to me. These motherfuckers climbing climb the cliffs, like cliffs of waterfalls and shit with no mm-hmm. ropes. Like just, God damn, people were true savages. The most humane, civilized people were savages compared to us. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I guess, I guess what I'll say, though, is I just felt like there was like, you know, like say when De Niro's character was brought into the fold. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of skipped time a bit, I guess is what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? Like it didn't feel like it needed it. I'm just saying that's why it's not dances with wolves to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, right. Not quite as sweeping and epic and, you know, like it, 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 but not that it needs to be compared to that at all, you know, <clears throat> but I'm just saying it's in that territory. Well, I've where seen I like reviews of like Ebert and shit gave it like a 2.5, you mm-hmm. know, didn't love it. Some people shit on it critics i did think um, it was great i loved it i did love yeah, it. yeah i think it's pretty yeah. fucking magnificent i don't want to dude. start I mean, off with it, it, it that just naturally led me because i brought up you know other I mean, movies dude, that we made like, a twenty five thousand dollar movie in our basement because compared i'm not gonna say we're bitches compared to like roland jaffe but mm. i don't got it in I me am. <laughs> yeah to go i mean these dudes go compared to, to Werner some Herzog of all trying to drag a boat over a yes. mountain in the fucking jungle I, no way bless these motherfuckers i'm yeah. glad they do i'm it, glad they're out there but i'm not one in me not even <laughs> it's not even like i want to do it but don't have it in me i just ew no even appeal yeah sounds awful right so crazy because like, we know there's a million stories you can tell too like why does it have to be this one about that's so fucking challenging to pull off some people right. that's the whole point the but I, to me to, yeah uh, yeah i'm just turned on by enough different things that it doesn't have to be this one project that i have to like pull off this i'm not testing effort. myself yes through my art i feel yeah. like they're testing themselves yes, how far can i take it Werner hurts all even when they're shooting on a volcano and find out it's active and could blow any minute and they make the decision it's, to keep shooting on a volcano and willing to die for their art essentially mm-hmm. like no no nah, i'm not willing to die for my art no i <laughs> no will way. die for cheeseburgers and, <laughs> yeah, and right. booze and shit but i'm not dying for art <laughs> uh, that's like 12th on the list of shit i'll die for um it's like right before my family no i'm just kidding <laughs> that's fucking horrible um no but Partly, I think this movie's just not uh, concerned as much with emotions, and I mean mm-hmm. individual emotions. Yeah, it's very emotional. There were times I Definitely got like, is. 
I don't know if I cried, but I definitely mm-hmm. was there. Just the, so many effective cutaway shots of kids walking. Yes, this the shit kids happened. especially got to me, especially the near the end, like when the you know a battle was going down and stuff, and they were like jumping when the gunshots yes. went off and stuff like that. That hit me. Always, um, but, man. But um, yeah. But just here's the, what I'm like, getting at. Like but the, it wasn't about somebody's one man's plight so much, <clears throat> and even these two characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the criticisms I've seen a lot is how it's unemotional. Like this is a wooden performance by De Niro, et cetera. But I was kind of like, nah, that, these, that's this, his character. Was, these guys were stoics. Yeah. Like they climbed those fucking cliffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not, that's the type people of people like us who show with. their emotions. Like to them, that's, yeah. They De Niro, show like both of them. Yeah. In their own ways, definitely were very much, yeah, stoic. Like, and how even when De Niro arrives in the village and the people do come to him and put their hands on him and accept him, and he has gone through this crucible of penance of hauling this net. Yeah, full I was going to bring that sequence up. armor behind him on this like a, like a Hades, you know, Sisyphean, yes. like dragging the boulder up and having to go back and get it again. Truly sort of amazing. Shit. There might not be Truly anything great. Dances Wolves as dope as that. That's true. I will agree with that. So. I mean, it might even be just more a thing that I saw dances with wolves in a theater and I was a certain age mm-hmm, and all this mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Dances with ties at your heartstrings for sure. Yeah. But it's almost manipulative well, in that way. It's like this movie mm-hmm. doesn't try to manipulate you. At yeah. All. It just shows I you seen the it shit. in ages. So I think I did see a glimpse of dances with wolves recently and it was like with the voiceover and everything. It kind of mm-hmm. did feel yeah, more I love that movie. This than it's a, fucking. Me too. There's I no reason to compare them other than like their epics and shit. No, no, no. Um, but it, I mean, that's so everything's like, um, dude, the way this shit was just directed, the shot selection, the fucking, yes. I mean, the, the cinematography, the was mix amazing. of mediums and closes and wide mm-hmm. shots. I mean, just the, I guess the language of cinema that was employed yes. and shit was just fucking spot on, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. Um, go on if you got something. <laughs> but it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Weed. Um, one thing that was kind of interesting about this shit was it felt so true in that it's almost we talk a lot of in times in uh, writing how theme is best worked out in that Hegelian sense where it's thesis first antithesis and a synthesis is probably the closest approximation of truth between these two opposing ideas this shit to me was and this Black History Month just kicked off. MLK versus Malcolm X. When it comes time at the end uh-huh. to make the decision of whether or not they're going to fight to save this mission, or if they're just going to nonviolently protest, essentially. And Jeremy Irons, the preacher, selects nonviolence while ex fucking mercenary slave hunter De Niro is like, fuck that. I'm picking the sword back up like some unforgiving shit. The kid actually brings it to him, which is awesome. Um, yeah, this kid he found it, cleaned it off, yes. and shit, and yeah, that was beautiful. Pretty too. sure it was the sword from the armor set. Yeah, I think so. That he had hauled, which is fucking amazing. Yes. And the sword, meaning the sword he killed his brother with, probably shit, really. right. Yeah, that the 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 fact that it was from that uh, Hades, like you know, yes, uh, penance, amazing, and everything. It's it's truly mythic. It is like straight out of a. And that kid brings it to him. Fight myth. for us. That's what yes. the kid is asking. Fight for us. And the that's an interesting discussion. Him, you know. Yes. Um, he just um, thinks it's all God's plan and we have to be better and bigger than that. Right. And at the end, here's what I was getting at though before the truth is it doesn't matter. Nonviolence which, or which fight back, they you're gonna exactly. fucking lose and get crushed yes. in the same outcome. You all get right. shot and your shit gets burned and they take mm-hmm. it and they make money off it. Boom, the end. And and some of the Europeans, you know argued why don't they just go into the jungle deeper into the jungle and uh, they can avoid this whole conflict and live for another generation or two or whatever just be on the run because it's exactly like that shit speaks to me very strongly like uh, you know braveheart was all about that you know that the british were moving in and um you see that around the world now and that's how the movie ends they're all just migrating sorry and the u.s started that way you know that we it's to me it's all about a group of people who are a community the idea that someone else can just say no that you're part of us like even the civil war is interesting in that respect i was thinking about that like or die assimilate or die yeah like you're going to stay part of this union or you fucking we're going to fight over it you know it's a it's an it's a weird thing like oh yeah well we haven't even logged these really for people who don't know the mission is 
essentially the story of these two men, one a Jesuit priest who is trying to introduce the natives of this basically Brazil, Paraguay, uh, what was it, Ecuador maybe, um, they shot in Colombia, but back in the 1600s, I think, or the 16th century. So this Jesuit priest is trying, he's a missionary, like all the Jesuits are. So he's like, something. yeah, all right. So he's trying to introduce the natives to Christianity and convert them. That's what the Jesuit order is all about. De Niro, meanwhile, is a slave trader. So he's catching, catching these fucking natives and selling them as slaves and everything until he kills his brother in this jealous fit of rage over a woman. And then the priest, the Jesuit priest, Jeremy Irons, goes to him and offers him penance. And he takes him on this journey, like we said, hauling the fucking armor and all that to the mission where De Niro becomes a Jesuit priest. But then all the political shit starts kicking in with the church and Portugal and Spain on who owns these missionary lands and if these people can be enslaved or not. Fucking vile human bullshit. They just claim it. It's ours now. Fuck off. So eventually they're driven to the point where they have this choice. Do we got to fight these motherfuckers or do we just let them take it over? And that's... There was a great point where... uh, Jeremy Irons, right? Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, I think it was I perfect. Feel uncertain. Um, where he just said, it, "You know, is it true that might makes right? And if so, I don't just I don't have the 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 energy for it. Essentially, like I forget his exact line, but like I don't I can I don't have the fight in me. I can't to, play that game. Even I can't exactly. Homie, don't play that exactly. <laughs> um, and the, the in the very end, there was a great line too. That was something like. Uh, the world is thus and you know mm. it was the uh the colonialist colonialists um after the aftermath where it was basically a bloodbath and a slaughter and did it have to go down this way and one of them says the world is thus and then i don't know what title he had but basically the top dog there with his powdered white wig and shit <laughs> says uh no thus have we made the world mm-hmm. thus have i, I made it because he actually he made the decision. He had opportunities. Yeah, he, he he chose to take this path. And, you know, he, he at one point he was asked, why don't you try and convince the king to just just calm down with this shit? And he said, I've already tried. Whether right. he did or not, you know, I, I you see that all the time, at, you know, in work environments and things like that. You know, already tried. Yeah, it's, you know. Mm-hmm. Where he's well, just passing how the buck. Or... Did you try? Yeah, exactly. Can you, if you really just gave it that ever, extra bit of effort, could you have well, part of it awarded is... this whole thing? And we talk a lot in this podcast about power and leverage and shit. And this movie is a great example of just how power can play out in all these different ways mm-hmm. and how when it's concentrated, again, how gross it is that this guy, exactly. this, this king across the ocean yes, decided exactly. what's going to happen to these fucking people in no, this riverbank no, 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 no. in a jungle. is get the fuck out of here. Totally. Like any of us That's accept has to stop. that system, dude. That we can send drones and blow shit up at some fucking wedding party in a desert somewhere, fucking thousands of miles. Any of it's nuts. Unacceptable. <laughs> and then you get this guy, the middle management, like you said, who has to come over. He's actually a pretty vital character in the whole thing. Kind of frames it, which is a strange device. Which character, sorry? Um, That magistrate dude who came to make the decision, the guy you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets to decide if, if you know, the right. church is going to protect these lands. And I basically worked for the church, it felt like. I, I wasn't sure exactly who. Like, he was almost arbitrating between Spain and Portugal. Um, yeah, I but feel I like he, he was more... The king, you said. So. Yeah, I think he was more governmental. Yeah. Like, he was, he was trying to convince the Jesuits, you know, uh, to play ball or they'll die. Right. But here's the thing. But, you know, but, someone but, in power like that Catholic can string church. you along, too. Like, if he knew all along it was a foregone conclusion and they were going to take him, then fuck you with going through all this dog and pony show and makes us feel like we have a f- chance that we're going to change right. our mind and shit. And we have hope. Mm-hmm. Fuck you for dangling hope over. So that's the worst shit now, to do. Do you think he was like, to me, I, that, that note, I actually specifically would have, I wondered if like, is he saying that he... It really was just a pony. Like, why even bother with it then? What's the point of bothering with it? Or is it that he right? Maybe it's just he wanted to see the jungle in the country. I don't know. Right, or that he thought he could convince them to vacate. 
You yeah, know what I'm saying? That was probably part of it too. If he can convince yeah. them to peacefully do it, but once he saw it. So it, it wasn't necessarily that it was just purely just like right. doing it just to be a dick or whatever. Like, like it was that. the only option. Yeah. But um it is interesting because like yeah, <clears throat> like did he did he really really feel like he had power or was he just communicating what the king had commanded and it's gonna happen regardless, even outside right. of his own control and shit, yeah. I actually at the end at least he had guilt you know some of these motherfuckers you know it, it was it was good to show that he at least regretted it and shit you know that last mm-hmm. note he, mm-hmm. he seemed to realize it dawned on him what had gone down um but you know dude, that tribe yeah, still it, it exists forgive any of it i watched a making of thing really roland joffe was talking about how they went to they actually got the tribe in columbia which is a different tribe but not as decimated, but still hanging on kind of and shit, you know, and they have the process of how they convince these people to come basically money and not much money, but money to them. That was huge. You know what I mean? Cause they're so fucking poor. And essentially, man, it was crazy though. They like transported this like a thousand miles away. They took like 286 of these tribe members in planes, trains, and automobiles, their asses. Wow, like that was a bit surreal away. for yes, them. I want to, I wanted to see a movie, a movie like but... one of those kids, a coming of age story of a tribal kid being taken on a plane and all this shit to be in this fucking movie with movie mm-hmm. stars. It's like, what? To Nero and shit. Like, what the f- The universe converging on this movie set in fucking Columbia <laughs> with these tribes and everyone wearing old timey clothes and fucking makeup and shit. It's so fucking weird. How did those fucking white wigs catch on, man? I like, don't what know. What the fuck were they thinking? Is it because you could see if there were lice in them or some shit? Uh, powdered and and or maybe half of them were bought and didn't like it so they like this way they could all just like if you go bald you don't have to worry you like this rogan way. covered this once did he interesting i know he got into the high heels and shit which <laughs> <laughs> uh, was originally a male fashion right hilarious buckles Dude, and high heels and shit. chuck low the fuck is that you no know, then he he was the guy who played the basically what was his fucking name? I should have looked up. Let me just look this shit up real quick. He was De Niro's old sort of, you know, uh, like partner or something along those lines. And he ended up being the one arguing against the natives and stuff. Let me. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. In the movie. All right. I almost can remember his character's name, but <clears throat> I got to start just having this shit up in front of me. I, I'll have notes like I don't even. He's the guy who's arguing for. He's the capitalist pig, essentially. Yes, yes, yes. Well, he's great. He was in Goodfellas. He was yes. fucking that wig salesman dude, yeah, you know, the Bernie fucking, or whatever. Yes, who yeah. like brought the whole heist idea to them, but yes. couldn't get his cut and shit. And it was he got off. I knew I noticed him. I was like, yes, it was the same that? actor, and I looked him up, and he was fucking De Niro's landlord. How in, awesome in real that? life in real life that's how i got in the movies yes amazing <laughs> according to what i read yeah that de niro like, that you gotta shit. fucking be in these movies man and he's been in a bunch of shit too. that's like that my dinner with andre one i was telling you about it was like a guard at the fucking museum or some shit that one of them thought looked cool <laughs> yes <laughs> he becomes um, the waiter what was that one recently fucking uh God damn, I'm so fucking awful with remembering names and shit anymore. Someone like Gary Poulter. Uh, is that Money Height? No. What the fuck? Huh? God damn. Adam Sandler. He played the jeweler in it. Oh, is, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, yes. The one of the main antagonists and that was a dude that they just found yes. on a subway. It was Love like you it. just look awesome, you know, like so the casting director just randomly noticed Love him it. and, and he, was, he was one of the best things in it, yes. KFC managers, they fucking lead. <laughs> Let's just go to a town and just drive around and cast the movie out of the town. I love it. Yes. That's brilliant. God, so much more compelling to me to watch. As much as I hate doing shit, I might do that. If we had enough money, like if I had Soderbergh money and I just drove around a town, no COVID and shit. Did you mention what was his name? Gary Poulter or whatever? Yeah, the, uh, from Joe. Yeah, you mentioned him. Yes. All timers. Classic. I mean, I've been amongst us. Yeah, all time. Yes. It's breathtaking. Um, but yeah, Chuck Lowe, dude, he's fucking great. <laughs> and what a piece of yeah, shit character! You wanted to smash yes. that fucking dude, selling out these kids, and mm-hmm. they aren't human. They're animals. He basically sound like Cactus Jack, fucking monster. Yeah. He has a voice. No animal could sing like that. Child, we could teach a parrot to sing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it a human. Ugh. What a piece of shit! Capitalism is the worst. We talk about yeah. how. 
we're not anti-capitalist or whatever but at its heart unchecked capitalism yeah but just that cruel yeah it's uh motivators and stuff or i mean there's it's not even necessarily its motivators because like for example the way i employ capitalism is to just better my life you know it's not to to exactly yeah bring harm to anyone else or to i guess the term is exploitation yes is disgusting and capitalism very easily skews towards exploitation you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but if you can that could be and i think much of what we currently have that serves as capitalism is uh somewhat benign you know what i mean like for the most i I think it's there's just certain corrections we can make that that protect everyone from being victimized you want to know what all of them are see our death of stalin episode yeah (laughs) anyway yeah party monster (laughs) let me look at my notes i did take notes for both of these so let me just rattle off my notes for the mission unless you had more to get into no no i didn't take any notes but the great line at the very beginning uh I mean, great in the in the sense of how awful it is and telling it is. They're now free to be enslaved. Mm-hmm. Free to be enslaved. What a what a fucking sentence. The mental gymnastics these motherfuckers take. Exactly. Dude. It's not it's almost like and the I mental battering rams. To. You know, they just crash through any reason and logic and empathy and humanity and shit. Yeah, like the, they default to enslaving and shit. You know, it's like anytime that I'm on the fence about the veracity of a certain opinion or narrative, I'll default to the one that's most benign, you know? Yes, least um, uh, damaging. Right. Like, let's say, I don't believe this, but let's say I was one of these people like Cactus Jack that doesn't see, you know, certain races as, as human. Let's, or let, let's just take a person this who guy, believes that. Chuck Lowe. Yeah, this character Jerky. believes that. Um, or, or maybe suspect. I'm just saying it's it's the same thing we always talk about being convinced they're not human. Like right. even if you think it's possible they're not, how about defaulting to the thing that's more you know benign and and empathic and you know just even what do you think human is? What, you're it, it but even if not, they are like, animals, is that how you treat animals? Right. I don't even treat animals as badly as they treat. Why, why does it being an animal in your mind? Which I remember is, tweeting I mean, or posting but, on Facebook or something a long time ago. One of my memories on Facebook popped up. That's what it was, and I had posted years ago that one day the aliens are going to arrive here and they're going to treat us based on how we treat lower life forms and we're fucked they're going to eat us and subjugate us and fucking domesticate us and and you're not saying they're going to determine how they treat us based on the way we treat them Uh, but depends on how high either scenario is like it might even be more likely that they do but not because they're basing it on if they're punitive they will well yeah but i'm saying they might do it because that's just na- the nature right. you know they'll do it because we do it and this, the same reasons we do like it if sharks had legs and could breathe air they do it and shit exactly too, you know? which is what um i believe stephen hawking's that was his opinion that we should not be sending signals out to try and find alien life because most likely they're you know brain, it's inviting the vampire in essentially yeah you're you're if you're bringing the predator over yeah exactly. has any sci-fi movie done that yet like contact mm, it was like, like it they has, used the Hitler's yes. first transmission, but and but it was they were super benign, even to the point of not right. bring, thinking they we were altruistic. prepared to join the you know intergalactic <clears throat> whatever you know federation or whatever. But um, but yeah, yeah I love there's that never idea. been something about SETI bringing something that sends a signal out mm-hmm. altruistically that comes back to bite him. It, it brings that'd be a good sci-fi short story, yeah, even yeah. totally. Audio Morricone did the soundtrack for the mission. Oh, amazing. I meant to mention that. Uh, I, should, I gotta start taking notes again, I guess, for these. Did you know that uh, for one thing, he passed away recently too, rest in peace. Like in the last yeah, year. The soundtrack was great too. It was fucking great. Sorry, go on. But did you know that um Mike Patton's record label signed Audio Morricone? Mike really? Patton from Faith No More. Yeah. Mike um, Patton's a fucking goat. Damn, I'm trying to remember. He's a holy uh, clown. Ipecac Records is the name of his. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Yes, he's he's a fucking god, man. Um, so there's a line I wrote down. I'm trying knows. to. I know. Go go look up Faith No More. Start with Angel Dust, probably. Right. Everyone knows who Travis Scott is, but not fucking Mike Patton. No shit. No offense, Travis Scott. If you ever... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I'm just saying though, this stuff is like just it's just tragic that it's missed. Right. 
exactly. that people are consumed. Don't begrudge just, anyone anything. No. And I honestly, I haven't even listened to Travis Scott shit, so I, I can't right. speak to it. But right, I will. I'm just saying that anybody knows anyone more. I just than can't they know Mike up. Patton. <laughs> like right, Patton's that's, like that's the, most the thing. We're just lamenting shit. that, yeah, because I believe he actually is documented as having, I mean, like world record range, and it's not like operatic, you know, type. Right. Putting on airs, type shit. It's more. It's it's got this extra like edge to it you know, character so stank, yes. stank, kind of characters in a way and a lot of his shit you know speaking of stank like where are we at with party mouse oh you still got notes what else i got a few more i'll rat them off one was a line that i don't even remember the context but it was awesome where someone had told i believe it was um uh the jesuit uh character um god damn i'm already spacing his name again Isaac, jeremy irons irons um where they said, you think your cloth or your cloth protects me? And he says, my cloth protects you. Do you remember that moment? Yes. I, I can't remember the specifics, but I jotted it down. As yeah, well. I'm trying to remember. I do remember that line there. But anyway, um, Chuckla, when the kid cleaned off the sword and gave back to Rodrigo. I just ate at a place called Rodrigo's today, too, on the way back. <laughs> that is, or nice. grabbed a, a, a shrimp burrito from there. They're fucking amazing. Um. Oh, I was thinking, you know what they should have done? They should have just fought the fuckers at the cliff's edge. Just wait for them there when they're trying to climb the cliff. The whole time I was thinking, the, your strategy you is just pick them off. Stupid. They were like, <laughs> I mean, it would be a whole different outcome, I'm sure. Which, yeah, because the first guys, I mean, that's the all right, for those who are just listening, it's literally these sheer cliffs at waterfalls that, oh, the opening scene. Oh, my God. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, of that the, priest. the crucifixion. Yeah, I had seen that before when I watched. Like, I remember seeing some moments from this. Like, a, a, I believe um, a yeah, friend. The, the, the film opens with these natives around. crucifying this Jesuit priest and just setting the cr cross with his body on it in the river. And it just goes down into these whitewater rapids and over this fucking immense waterfall. It's amazing. It is one of the. At first, I thought that was De Niro's character. And oh, he was just going to like wash up somewhere and then it'd continue. But uh, that was like, oh, shit, this dude. It was like the lost. first Jesuit that went up there. So then Jeremy <laughs> yeah. Irons goes up and he crawls up stage. by himself and he just and plays he played a, a recorder or, exactly. or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was like, beautiful. And they yes. disarmed everything. Like, what if and one guy broke up? it and, sh you know, like, what if cops still showed up playing like a saxophone right, or some shit? Totally. Like, you're just yes. ca calming everyone and shit. From now on, any domestic dispute has to, to be a jam session. <laughs> yeah, like Dave Matthews just shows up. Just bringing Dave yes. Matthews and Amos Lee and just cool this shit out. Totally, yes. Jack Johnson. Yeah. What if they showed? Out. What if the cops showed up blasting Jack Johnson? <laughs> yes. For real. For just real. Yeah. Just bring it down, man. Just instead of uh, tear gas, they throw in just weed grenades. Fucking cloak of Elvin kind playing and shit. This guy yes. pulls up. <laughs> uh, Let's see. But yeah, they could have totally picked them off at that cliff. So yeah. as Jay was pointing, that there was a you know um, to get to this plateau that the natives lived on, you had to like free climb this sheer cliff that had water just splashed on you from these only like five dudes at a time to get up. Yes, so and they're hauling cannons. You could just pick them off with yes. those bows and arrows and shit one at a time, or wait for a few to get up there, and then they're helping like the other guys, the opposite of repel, whatever that is, um, ascend. The, fa the face with ropes and shit you kill the dudes at top and the ones on the ropes are fucked and they all fall you could just totally that was a perfect spot you know what i thought i thought that same thing and i was like this is where it could have used an extra five minutes of movie actually they should have had a little victory there and beat them off mm. but then the fuckers just went around and that's the point yeah, they you can never some. escape I of that they too. will I was like, eventually no come get your ass and shit you know yes. Yes, exactly. I was thinking that too. That they just are like, there's so many that like maybe even they have to like go back, and lick their wounds, and bring back. Yeah, a and then it's inevitable. That, it's yes. gonna happen later. All you did was postpone the inevitable by beating them and getting this great victory. So you're still fucking doomed. Yeah, my last two lines were about the um, or notes were about when the kid, the, especially being affected by the kids when the battle went down and how like when the gunshots went yes. like because it's also arbitrary, you know, whether you happen to be an adult when this happens or you happen to be a kid right. and to be a kid when this kind of thing, this like tide of like just red tide comes through your area and the fucking outside for it because, you know, for generations they were fine. They just went on living. And, I mean, maybe there's other tribes they were. Yeah, with shit, that's but... true. 
But still, well, even then in those scenarios, I'm just saying like some make it to adulthood without that necessarily happening. But then like those who just happen to be kids when the shit. They were like on the same level technologically. It was a fair fight. These motherfuckers come along with technology and gunpowder and shit. You're fucked. It's like if the aliens come for us and shit, they're gonna have superior firepower and technology and you're just fucked. All right, well, that's all my notes. The rest we already touched on. Dude, I'm so glad I watched it. Party Monster. Amazing fucking movie. Yes. Dude, it it is a whole field in my... And it was... I didn't know what to expect, but I loved it. more, dude. I feel bad about the whole Dances with Wolves thing. It's stupid to even, like, compare them, really, but... No, it's uh, valid, man. I mean, that's the thing. um, There's certain subgenres and shit, you know? But there are things in this that were just, like unique to it and just like well i'll always remember like the penance shit with dragon his like old fucking armor and sword and it being reclaimed and given back to him to fight him it's so epic it's like myth it's like conan pushing the wheel type it's almost fantasy shit yes it's so epic yes yeah um, and the way like it ended the way it ended where that's <laughs> totally the way it ended with um you know de niro's character trying to like he had set up this elaborate had even stolen the gunpowder and shit from mm-hmm. the enemy to set up this elaborate trap when they finally showed up on the you know the the home front to pull this rope and it like blows a shit up but someone one of the enemy had already cut it and he just got gunned down it was just and then well, he the reason he, he could sees, cut it was because he saw a kid he got shot and he ran he yes. had to make that decision to run and help the kid or blast these dudes yes. but again it was all inevitable you would have blasted yeah. those dudes and more would have came and it's just but fucked. more to the point to just like the way it like yeah just that moment where he was killed yes. like where he was he knew it was coming he had this look on his face like oh here we go this is it it's like a firing line basically yeah and then to look over and see jeremy irons yes. and the natives just taking their tactic which was to just march as a the procession MLK, Gandhi shit. and yes and they got gunned down too of course you know and it really was it's just like was super just real it did there was no hero at the end so that saved everyone there's no right way to go you're fucked it's a choose your own adventure book that fucks you in the end no matter where you go I don't know where we are at on the, time, on the timer, but I'm starting to wonder if these should be one episode per movie because I don't know how much time we have left for Party Monster but, or what there is even to say. But I mean, yeah, it maybe it's perfect. in all directions. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so since I picked it, how about you start with your thoughts on it? Well, I'll give you the... It took me a while. Or no, actually, yeah, we're going to do the opposite where you actually explain the basic log line. But I kind of did. I already set up. You know, sometimes it's rare in life, but sometimes you meet someone and your first impression of them. Yeah. But then they say and do something that kind of interests you. Yeah. And they kind of end up getting roped in. That's how I felt watching this, because at first Mm -hmm. I was like. I love lo-fi, but this just feels lazy. Uh, it was it was like made for TV, sort of lazy. what you would call made for TV, but now TV is way film better. But, on like camcorder yes. student film shit. Yes, because TV now is but eventually different from when made for TV was coined. You know, which was much more a lot of what it did. There was a lot of intention behind the shot selection shit. It was just right. execution. Yes. I started thinking, what if Paul Thomas Anderson made this uh-huh. shit? Yeah, it would be amazing. It would. It would be insane. Or Harmony Korine or something, script. right? Like because uh, a lot of the writing in the script was actually pretty. Cla- like I watched right. it again after you know since we were going to do this and a, a seriousness or something or just a all in dedication or something that a mm-hmm. PTA or somebody a mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like it had I know all what you these mean. Elements, but it was just. It felt so hacky. At it was shot time. almost too much. Lazy. Yeah, hacky, kind of in a playful way, too much or something, where it could have been a, little a bunch more of rich just... kids got together, fucking around, and yeah, made it or something. But, it was a part. Uh, it was too much of a party making it or something. Almost, I don't want to you know, diminish that it. <laughs> I know, because I mean, we love shit like a Civilization of Maxwell Bright and shit, which just kind of reminded me a little bit. Karen Carpenter, superstar with yes. the Barbies and shit. I mean, come on. That's and it was kind of weirdly constructed. In yeah. this, the way like the whole murder thing was played out and stuff like that. Well, um, even the casting, the performances, all of it, yeah, felt, it, was all all. Of it feels off. A yes, little. yes. Yet it's agree. because of that, eventually it becomes say, more compelling to me. Kind of. Well, you mentioned you saw the Gerardo Riviera's yes. fucking show where he had the. I, I John Stamos to, was a talk show host in the thing. Yeah, he kind Gerardo of simulated really that. Yes, wanted. exactly. <laughs> um, I actually had seen one of those too, the Gerardo ones by chance. Um, It was recommended to me by the algorithm after having seen this once. 
So maybe it knew that I had seen it and thought I'd be interested. So I did watch it, one of them too. And after having watched it and now watching Party Monster again, I actually bought in more having seen the Gerardo one, having seen how they really behave and shit. Yeah, like I actually bought it more like than fuck. I did the they're first time. They're not real people at all. So that was right. part of it too. The performances at first felt so yes. superficial and shit. But then you but see then there's the real a point. people have this kind well, of... Well, there's a great yeah, line even, even where Macaulay Culkin's character says to Seth Green's character... James St. James or whatever. Yeah, that's a great name too. We aren't superficial, are we? Or something like that. And he's like, Are you kidding? We're like basically essentially we're gods of superficiality. Yes. Shit. Like we are they that's our own thing is yes, being exactly, as superficial right. as possible. So in that yep. sense, that that strange, weird debutante studio 54 gay accent kind of thing like who really talks like that oh darling right. it's, it's like, the dude, whole you're from like is, brooklyn but, but you're like darling it's just right. affected bullshit. or like macaulay Calkins character i hope i got his name right michael Ellig. um he yeah he uh was from the midwest i believe like a right regular suburban home right. you know yeah now some people though might argue that that's their true selves that they're yeah, yeah, found sure. in this whole Brooklyn shit, which there's something to that. But I, I think there's a, definitely. But, but none I of mean, these people were real people who related to each other, and so no one was ever vulnerable to each other. Mm-hmm. It's always about yeah, just punking each other, and it's almost a jackass crowd, but not uh-huh. as endearing. Like because they're so superficial, the jackass crowd. I feel like they're. Mm-hmm. passionate fight yeah they're way more connected fucking, in some way you know, yeah emotional and it's almost like all this superficiality like insulated themselves from each other they never yeah, really like jackass connected. dudes was, are truly vulnerable all the time they make them like um vulnerable but these there's yes. no vulnerability the james ever. st james and michael Alec dudes were so, kind of best friends but they sort of hated each other and rivaled each other were always right. like taking shots and at each other and especially macaulay Calkins. there was some great shit in there as far as that goes oh dude just one upsmanship and Yes. Yeah, I definitely appreciated it more the second Sn- time. Just the writing snarky, and... sniping fuckers, yes. dude. Just... Um, I, I did jot a few lines. And it's that sure. preemptive shit, though. They're all hurt people and all yep. that, the pageantry, the clothes and all that. It's all emotional armor, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, exactly. force fields and shit. I'm not addicted to drugs. I'm addicted to glamour. <laughs> shit like that. Yes. Uh, but it's my birthday and I want a blood feast. <laughs> Go and commit your own murder. That was a good one. <laughs> um, the nonchalance of it all. Just yes. the drugs is part of it. You got to. Oh, definitely. Well, that's the kind of the biggest pitfall with it all. Yes, you know, exactly. The road to access leads to. That's yeah. the big thing. in you know, the William Blake quote that Jim Morrison made famous again. The road to access leads to the palace of wisdom. James St. James says to Michael Alleg. But yes. It's kind of like you corrupted him with that. And there's another line where he subverts it. The road to excess leads to fabulousness or something uh-huh. like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and one really of his sort of acolytes also fucked it up and said glamour or something. Yeah. It's about their values. They put fabulousness over wisdom and shit as their value systems trash. That's mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. Yep. the indictment of it. I think mm-hmm. they didn't give a fuck about how <laughs> it is hilarious too how they had it down though like when um james st james who again he wrote the book so this shit was all based on that he knew what the fuck he was talking about when he's like when you get paparazzi pictures taken you want to stand to the mm-hmm. right yeah because then it's james st james and blah, blah 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 are seen every time it's in the press but you'll appear on the left you're the star will come first exactly it was exactly. and that that scene i actually jotted down so as one of the it's brilliant and it was in a donut shop and they're just mm-hmm. like you know macaulay Calkins fresh off the bus and says i want you to teach me how to be fucking fabulous or whatever and and so he's like they start going around the shop acting like they're at a party and you need to act like you can't find your friend you can't find your friend and then you finally meet oh i found you now and then you leave or whatever um it's brilliant they're like those motherfuckers could probably run a marketing firm and crush because they know totally. human beings how to manipulate them and shit it had some great moments too, like like uh, making out in the dumpster and shit like that. Amazing. Like you know when they like were running from paying the taxi fare, they're just set yes. up in a dumpster and they start making out in it. Wilder Valderrama, yeah, Fez. fucking Fez, yes. Um, so yeah, throughout it had pretty great moments, man. I, I was like, but it's it's fucking weird, you know. It I mean, especially like, for, like imagine Paul or someone watching made this shit. by some teenager or something. Yeah. And the whole scene too is just like, oh god, <laughs> like 
the, I mean, we used to do a little of that peacock. Yeah, like that. I went to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which they worshipped. You know, yeah, I wore yeah, drag yeah. at the Rocky Horror Show and shit once, <laughs> and uh, it was fun too. It was fun, like, but there was it when Bram Stoker's it. Dracula came out. Was that the movie you and Hunan the Barbarian wore? black robes and upside down <laughs> yes. crosses and shit too. just to fuck with people of right course, right we were really i'm just saying that kind of shit, shit though outlandish yes. costumes yes. to get a rise and reactions rise out of people to yeah, prove exactly. that rea- your reality doesn't confine me man that's essentially totally. what they're saying and shit with all this is larping mm-hmm. and shit when we you know we've worn like out. wigs to shit and that's like elephant tie and so it's all right. that like it actually you're the life of the party man when that you do that when you're right but it's like that going they just but it's just this game of they made it their life. that became insane yeah. ridiculous mario looking shit like i mean the costumes it's, it's i'm not gonna knock it if that's what gets you off and shit that's cool wearing all the skirt like you spend all your time on fashion and making shit or yeah. whatever that's cool if you always say it's an expression of you but there's no you there right that's the thing make sure there's plus, some you plus, to you, express you have, all. and you gotta have your house in order like it's cool to go do that like you know if you just go do that once ain't in order either but well i mean just know at least that, that you got food or, like they were like yes. some of them you know they especially their acolytes and shit run from a taxi fair and shit and stuff you know. yeah and uh Right, exactly. So if you can have your shit in order, at least to some degree, then go do that and have fun with it. But if it just takes over your life, you just because obviously the whole world couldn't be like that. You know what I mean? If we all did that, it'd be beautiful. We did get to a point eventually where everything's automated. You can just do what the fuck you want. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, food's on the table. Um, you know, everything's economized to the point that, you know, everyone just ha- it can just survive without like becoming what they became in the end of this you know that's kind of the whole cautionary tale of it all is that well to me again it's end, about the drugs if the drugs yeah, weren't in the scene it, can you have the scene without the drugs like that maybe moment not. where they were that, that probably not yeah i mean i know like booze alone you know I can't podcast like, in, when I like, like, drink <laughs> exactly you know or like uh, when people go out and stuff you have wage it just lubricates shit but the problem with these like that's and booze does take people i get the masks and the costumes though it's not you you're not vulnerable that's what i'm saying when you ask someone to dance you're not facing rejection this Uh character in this costume is facing rejection you know um which is kind of lame but yeah at the same time it's like if you're not hurting anybody you're all just well like um it's like you said the drugs though it's the cautionary (laughs) shit i don't remember you sent me some clip for something but it uh excuse me it uh went straight into on autoplay to the bird cage actually on youtube the whole movie is just on youtube for free apparently yeah um i can't remember what she sent me that led me to it i I, hopefully i can conjure it up but um but the bird cage you know was like you know flamboyance and people in drag and all this shit and it was fucking awesome they seemed to be having a good time there mm. was like there wasn't the drugs the dark side of it you know what i mean it was one of the factoids in the first there was two Gerardo episodes i saw one was in 1990 one was in 94 mm. so this kid club scene was going on for years and they were all on the radar even of Gerardo who was tracking them sort of yeah there might have been an episode in between the first one in 1990 cassie was on the stage who was part of this crew fucking rupaul oh yeah like Actually, a 22 year old rupaul or something oh shit. the director i think directed some rupaul stuff interesting yeah i looked him up and it, there wasn't much else you know it was kind of all stuff in this so movie, yeah when you're some of this fabulous drag queens and harmless rupaul seems to be exactly that yes exactly. And it was part of this scene but it was the drugs the people who didn't right go nuts on the fucking drugs it's the wolf of wall street had, it's um, all these stories wonderland vibe you know yes. just that again dark side of the a, a scene that seems like it would be all fun and games you know you're talking like the val kilmer oh john holmes yeah wonderland? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah sweet um speaking of which that i just realized what it was you had sent me that led me to what's the that? page matinee 1993 oh, trailer with john goodman you gotta see that shit <laughs> yes that looks amazing that might that's my next pick (laughs) oh man that's a good one god damn Uh, it i mean i gotta do one on air fucker no but it'd be great if you did (laughs) (laughs) look at your selection and just randomly pick one it's it it ruins it when i know what it is because then i start trying to pair with it Mm. okay that's my next make my my next pick all right so maybe someday you'll pick it or randomly pick one from your selection without 
Yeah. Just close your eyes and fucking pin the tail of the donkey. I do actually. Matinee was the one you picked. I do have a pick that I had already kind of pre-selected. Okay. Are we doing picks now? Are we going to try and work? These sure, fuck it. I think I've said all I got to say. All right, it's another movie I've been sitting on. I've got a few notes. All right, well, here's another movie I've been sitting on that I own. And I've been reading Paul Schrader's posts a lot on Facebook, which are fucking hilarious. Nice. Um, First Reformed. Have you seen that? No. Don't came out a couple of years ago. It. Ethan Hawke is a priest who's like losing his religion type shit. It's supposed to be really fucking good. Paul Schrader wrote and directed. That's my pick. Okay. What was it called again? Sorry, I got to write First this. Reformed. Okay. Been meaning to watch it for like two years. I've had to do. I got it like on a Black Friday in like fucking 2019 or some shit. Nice. Just been sitting on Sweet. it. Sweet. I've and Mike Morin, who did our alternate Cactus Jack posters and shit, he said I got to watch it like a year ago. Is your phone dead, by the way? Why you want to know how much time we got? Yeah, because my timer went episode. off. Did it? Yeah. Oh, my phone is live. I got four minutes and 40 minutes. Oh, okay. So I guess you started later than I thought we started. I don't know. That's weird. Maybe, yeah. or I started earlier. Maybe. I probably started earlier than when you Maybe. I said, boom, whatever. I thought you were doing yeah. it at like the same time. Yeah. That's weird. With some weird time warp shit. Well, it went off. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It went off a little while ago. I don't know. That is weird. Let's talk about the casting and the performances. Because oh, I thought know, about. I think I know what it is. Go ahead. What? No, nah, not worth it. Well, I was just thinking this Paul Thomas Anderson version of this movie. I was like, mm-hmm. would I? Would it be a good movie if Paul Thomas Anderson made it with Seth Green and Macaulay Culkin? Or would it be yes. better? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd be into that, man. I thought they were kind of interesting, man. So how much different do you think the performances would be? I think, though. If a the, Paul Thomas Anderson, you right. know what I mean? Would they be yeah, I, I feel like the director they, has some control, some influence over that. They felt kind of phoned in, even though yes. I gave this leeway. Because it felt like, again, like they were all just playing. So it felt right like play instead of real digging in to really be this character but at the same mm-hmm. time when you see them on Harada exactly they're fucking fake people I, dude i even saw a comment to that in some somewhere that did i think i want i read some reviews that's what it was of party monster itself and people said who, who said or someone had said those who think this isn't realistic a realistic portrayal of the people and shit right you guys just don't know what it was really like i guess maybe they were even there it's just that one shit. dial tweak maybe yes of I, agree. I mean i'm talking I like agree. one out of ten dial yes. tweak you know it's like totally close agree. but mm-hmm. and then i started thinking what if like a Would michael you... pitt played him yes interesting or something what if he went yeah. like real dramatic yeah. type actors and then the seth green character mm-hmm. was true true I don't know, Toby Maguire, some shit. Yeah, you, know, you like, might be right. It might be sick, dude. I, I mean, I enjoyed watching them do it. I really Seth did. Green's just not. I mean, yeah. He's fucking great. I love he's good. dude. I think he's living one of the best types of Hollywood Robot experience. And shit. Yeah, exactly. The adult swim shit. You know, he just seems to be having fun. You know. Yeah, and he's great. Uh, I love him, and even like can't hardly wait shit like that just his comedic timing he's always been fucking great i love that dude I scott mean, evil austin powers scott! of course yes legend fucking ass <laughs> but for this it just felt like a little out of his league maybe i hate to say that i don't uh-huh. i don't even feel good saying it i think all. both of them had some great moments too honestly um right like, and again it got better where, for me is it yeah was, so. um like when macaulay Culkin told uh seth green that he had killed someone and he said, but it was an accident or it was self-defense. And like there was a moment where he like smiled, but you could tell it was like it was coming through. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like that was just a lie. What I just said, you know right, what I mean? Right. Um, you know what it is? It felt like acting. That's what it yeah, is. It felt like yeah, acting. Yeah. And I feel like maybe a PTA or someone like that could have got them to act in a manner that didn't feel like acting. I think that's mm-hmm. the main note. Yeah, It wasn't bad acting their choices weren't bad or anything they just felt yeah. a little too transparent little these dudes pretending to be these guys who are pretenders even mm-hmm. even if they're superficial it's like mm-hmm. a superficial uh, a facts of a facts type shit you know another little factoid or tidbit or whatever for uh was the dylan mcdermott character uh yeah, Peter so was, so that was a weird like it was like the black trench coat 
just yeah, almost like, like fucking dark city thing or something. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and, yeah. and um, Dylan McDermott's just such a handsome, uh-huh. but no edge. It's felt shit. out of place. You yeah, like a Peter exactly. Sarsgaard or some yes. just seedy yes. motherfucker. Like, Dude, they should totally remake this one the same script. Even do you remember I, I Dan Hedaya? Do you know that guy? No. He was like Carla's husband in Cheers and shit. I know you know the actor. He's just skeezy. Some dude okay. like that. Yeah. Like not good looking. Just a, uh, well, maybe with the club scene, the guy on clubs, he could have been good looking and shit. The real maybe guy the... seemed kind of geekier looking and shit. I looked it up because I was going to say he, the actual right. real person that was based on had an eye patch and he actually got a settlement because it was a baseball game accident. Oh, where shit. he lost his eye and he used that settlement to start his club business his clubbing That's business crazy. so the the eye patch like the lost eye is connected to him being a club manager and shit he used it to actually finance that the funny thing <laughs> is this is crazy. nothing new there was studio 54 before that you had right. andy warhol <laughs>